My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right. To her, I would say, I wanna give back the world some light. Mm-hmm. But it's an empty road. I feel so alone. I forgot what. What's going on? I'll tell you. Thank you. That was, we had to end the last show, like, all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm just, yeah, that was wild. And I'm just telling you, we had a, a, I had an incident with somebody that was having a little low-level demon problem and a bunch of other stuff. What do you I, think? I, if I had to pin on anything, I would say that the demons are screaming at what we're talking about. I agree with that. And what we're talking about is this whole restructuring of... Oh, thank you, Jesus. There it is. Go. Um, the, when we're talking about and doing demonic deliverance, <laughs> everybody focuses on the individual. Mm-hmm. 
But what we are focusing on, Scott, yeah, is goes. the big deal. It's the big deal. And we're deal. taking a lot down at one time. Yeah. And so this particular strategy of the enemy was to pull out its weirdest noises to get us, ooh, scared. Right. Because they saw that we're coming for their contingent. Yep. And we have an army of the Most High God behind us. And they wanted us to, oh, just focus on the one that we, we get, we, we get distracted. We make the distractions. The, the Christians, they really like those ones. You know, just make a, make a, make a bunch of noise, noises and. Yeah. Thank you. Good. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Tim. Tam. 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 Was it Tam? Is it? Yeah, yeah, Tam. Uh, I was, I was kind of thinking we had some, some guys thanking us. But... <laughs> I'll take it from Tam. Yes, thank you. We're going to finish on that tonight because the demons are trying to get us not to because they can see that 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 we're we're doing something. So Michelle's coming from this way. Yeah. You're coming from this way. We got Matt coming in on the, on the other side. And we are going to destroy the sexualization of children because God has given us a mission mm -hmm. to do that. And so this is a lesson for everybody doing deliverance. If you have a full-on, if you're doing something for the kingdom and there's a full-on manifestation of a demon, Stop and take note and make sure that it's not a distracting demon. Well, we have a biblical precedence for this, yeah, right? Because was it Peter or Paul? Was it Peter or Paul when the, the, the chick was making all kinds of noises? Uh, that was Paul in Acts so, 16 or 17. Matt's got the, Matt's we, our we, Bible. We, have, we, liter here. we literally have, and I'm not exaggerating here. Like, <laughs> wait, we're sitting on it right behind Michelle. <laughs> We have we have a guy we have Matt, Matt. the guy here, Matt, excuse me in here. Come sit next no, to no come on in here I want to introduce <laughs> you come on this is Matt Matt that's awesome hi Matt, Matt. how you doing I'll come sit next to okay yeah hi Matt hello hey, Matt, let me tell you something this guy like you want to know somebody who knows the Bible and we have Brad Cummings and we have Matt like we don't have Brad Cummings tonight so we got Matt <laughs> how are you pretty good good so, so Matt, finish my thought yeah so what was the thought uh well you're referencing the distraction. You're talking about the distraction or the, the, no, the Acts 16, 17. Yeah. Acts 16, 17, which is what? Yeah, it was the, Paul was out just presenting the gospel and he's traveling around and there's a servant girl of some people that was saying things that sounded really biblical. I mean, if you're in church, it would sound really spiritual, like, wow, these are the servants of the Most High God that are showing us the way of salvation and all this stuff. But Paul could discern there's something off about her, whether she wanted some sort of attention and notoriety, or it's there's something demonic going on, even though she's kind of saying the right things. And that's what, yeah, that's it. So, so Paul is like, you know what? You're coming out in Jesus' name right now. Yeah, and now she goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that's the cool thing about when we talk about deliverance, the way Paul could deliver it. You know, it was, it was no game. I mean, you don't have to waste a lot of time. It's like, you're out. Yeah. You know, you know it's like, there you go. Out you but go. But he didn't go randomly just casting demons out of people either. No, he did. You know? He let well, it go for how many days? Yeah. <laughs> he let it go for a couple of days. Yeah. So here's here's what's interesting. I, I, I think so. Is you just hit something. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I got a smile. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> we just got a picture. I swear it's going up somewhere. If you go to Resistance Chicks, you'll have all the documented stuff. That's great. I, I think what's pretty interesting is is where, and I, and I want to talk this about a little bit tonight. So in the, because you still have a conclusion to make. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're gonna we'll get to it in just a yeah. second. We have deliverance 
going on in, in a deliverance and healing ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what we saw in when we see in like Paul's time, I would argue that because of the nature of a society that has fallen, that our demonic concerns and influence is are much higher now than before. Would, yes. would, would that be relative? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's okay. open it. We're, okay. Okay. Let's open it for her. Okay. So she needs to go potty, Michelle. <laughs> we got six dogs here. God, I just thank you so much for your power and your anointing. And this is what you do, patriots, when you are confronted with the enemy. You first submit to God. And so, Father God, we come before you and we ask you to forgive us of all of our sins, anything that's not of you in our hearts and our minds. Um, if there's if things that we've done, things that we've said, that, that have hurt you or hurt others, we ask you to forgive us. And we resist the devil. You have no power, you have no authority here. We will speak the words of God. And the Satan must flee. And Father God, when we're, when we're dealing with these principalities and these powers in high places, I ask you, Father God, for discernment. I ask you to let us know when the, when the enemy may actually be creating a diversion and getting our eyes off of where the prize is. And so, Father God, tonight with the Bard's Nation, we're going to finish what we started a little bit earlier. We're going to bring deliverance to the captive, opening of the eyes of the blind, healing of the broken hearts. And we're going to restore the idea that God loves children and God wants to restore the family. And we're going to have a family revolution tonight. Mm-hmm. So, Holy Spirit, our tongues are yours, our minds are yours, our spirits are yours. Lead this session, Holy Spirit, to where the culmination is that people are free to live out the life that you've called them to live, free from burdens of shame and pain. And we're going to go into what pornography might do to your mind and to your body and to your spirit and to your future and crushing your ever-living soul. And then we're going to lead you to the gate, into the door, which is Jesus. And you guys are going to walk through that door to salvation and redemption and cleansing. And we are going to heal up those years of trauma tonight. We're going to go with you by the power of God I thank you and I declare it that by the end of this show, you will be free from from all of your your pain and your shame that you've been carrying when, when you have gone into the depths of hell with pornography and sibling abuse and cousin abuse. And these are the people we want to draw in today. Because these are the people that God has laid us on our laid on our hearts today to bring healing to that. And we're going to identify the enemy tonight, which is not what we just experienced, but the real enemy, the the pedophile leaving pornography for little boys to see and ruin their minds. And Holy Spirit is going to come into you tonight and cleanse your eyes and cleanse your minds and cleanse your bodies. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. So where you were leaving off, which was pretty yeah. interesting, you were bringing, so in the, in the previous show, 
Leah was starting to sit down a pretty good wrap up. So we're going to, because of our demon call, <laughs> and it literally was a demon call. Yeah. Um, and and you, you'd have to have heard it. It was interesting. Um, Leah was going to lay out an, a kind of a wraparound argument to kind of bring things up because we were in Sanger, Sanger still? We were in Margaret Sanger, and I was going to, I was, I was kind of bringing up some of, some of the things that the church father had said because when we're talking about pornography, mm-hmm. it's, it's not enough to just say, don't do it. You have to know what God has intended right. for you to do. And it's easier to chase after what God has intended you to do than it is to stop something. Yep. So, and just, so I, I mean, you know, my position on pornography is for an addiction point of view. Mm-hmm. So are, are we getting to addiction or are we getting to the actual, actual issue of it being waged against humanity? I think we wanted to get to the issue of that it's done to you. Right, exactly. And I, which that's why I'm asking because yeah. what and it's and it's an attack. Right. And it, excellent. So what Leah is and I worked with this morning. Who was here? And and oh, <laughs> look at this. Hello. I was here, I'm just saying. Yeah, I I didn't see you. Little sister. Yeah, well Michelle and Leah and I worked with this morning. And it was Good. Okay. No, no hard feelings here. So the, the best thing is to understand that in this issues of dealing with pornography and the guilt that ensues, and what Leah was pointing out, and I really want you to dig into this, is who's the real agent of destruction yes. behind that. Okay. And so the real agent of destruction and, and the big bombshell that Scott's going to do a reverse vasectomy. Did you hear that? That's pretty powerful stuff. Was yeah. that demonic? I was so put that in. Put that in, put, a, put that in no, your. That's a dog. But put that in perspective. No, I want you to put that in your terms. What does that mean to you? To me. We, we literally have a dog that walked through the mic cord right now. You have to bear with us a second. And just about took the mic and the computer and everything right off the desk. <laughs> Studio's good. We're solid. Yeah. So it's very interesting. Um, that in in the realm of transgenderism, we have to understand that I think that's kind of where a lot of us are focused right now. Why would we? Why would we get here? To how did we get from pornography to to children cutting their genitals off? It's because their parents went from procreating children to cutting their procreation off, and so it's just another. It's a child of of another demonic. And Matt, when you look at kids who are getting their genitals cut off, what is your thought? Are you thinking that that is something that they've chosen for themselves? I think it's just as a society as a whole, it's just that we've sort of gotten to the point where God's been removed from the schools, from the parents, just in general. And everything is, you know, the Antichrist spirit whatever you want to call it, everything is against God. So you're just being force fed, just a mountainous volume of trash that deviates just from the simple truth of God being the creator of the heavens and the earth. And he creates all the beings on this earth. And so it's impossible for God to put someone in the wrong body or anything like that. It's impossible for God to put somebody in the wrong body. It's really... It's kind of key to what we're talking about here. This is from John Chrisman, homilies on Matthew, actually. 
The man who has mutilated himself, in fact, is subject even to a curse, as Paul says. I would that they who trouble you would cut the whole thing off, Galatians 5.12. And very reasonably, for such a person is venturing on the deeds of murderers and giving occasion to them that slander God's creation and opens the mouths of the Manchians uh, and is guilty of the same unlawful acts as they that mutilate themselves among the Greeks. For to cut off our members has been from the beginning a work of demonical agency, a satanic device, that they may bring upon bring a bad report upon the works of God, that they may mar this living creature, that imputing all not to the choice but to the nature of our members, that more part of them may sin in insecurity as being irresponsible and du doubly harm this living creature by mutilating the members and by impeding the forwardness of the free choice in behalf of good deeds. I know that was a lot to take in. But this is that was a that was a communication on mutilating yourself to stop up procreation and how it, it is a demonic activity. I think that I have a lot of a lot of quotes and I think another time I'm gonna go over these with you guys on on that, but I wanted to bring that into the into the discussion of the essence of what the devil is trying to do is stop up children and any way that he can do that, he's going to do it. And you have a testimony, Scott, of this crazy pedophile who would drop off pornography behind a building and leave it for boys in the neighborhood to look at. Yep. And I was having a kind of a, kind of an epiphany of, of something when I was talking to Corey Terry about children being sanctified and set apart by God. And so if we live in the kingdom of God and you have children, those children are not in the kingdom of the devil. It says that they are, they're clean. It says that even if you marry an unbelieving spouse, your children are sanctified, else they would be unclean. And in the kingdom, there is no uncleanliness. And so if you're, if you're, if even if you're married to somebody who's not a believer, because you, once you are in the kingdom, you're in the kingdom and your kids are born in the kingdom. And there comes a point in time where it says, there's a scripture about, um, is it is it Jesus before he knows the good, good and evil, knows to discern between good and evil? There's a time, what, was, what, what happened in the garden was that Eve ate of the fruit and then she was able to discern between good and evil. You know, this goes to the age old questions, do, do babies go to heaven or do they go to hell? And the question would be, have they discerned between good and evil? And they already knew God and they're already in a relationship with God. So really it's discerning good and evil, but it's really, they're already filled with the good part. So it's like it's here, discerning. why don't you just fill your minds with, you know, the evil stuff. It's, it's actually discerning evil. Right. And so when you, when you know what it was, okay, turning it back and forth. Yeah, okay. That's what we're doing. When you're discerning between good and evil, you're actually just discerning evil and knowing evil and what makes pedophilia and dropping um the pornography down for you to um to see and for matt for your parents and the people in your life to yeah, shove pornography well, in your face as a kid well the guy that did that uh documentary series or whatever it was and they sold their souls for rock and roll he just put out a video just today 
where he was saying that the discernment of people in the 1950s was that Elvis Presley, by today's standards, like his lyrics weren't all that bad and and everything. But back then, they considered him lewd and extremely offensive in the lyrics that he was singing and how he was kind of shaking his hips, gyrating on stage. And there's just so such I, a difference between that and nowadays. It's sort of like, well, we can watch, you know, any movie the Hollywood puts out. And maybe there's some sort of underlying message that, you know, the good guys win the end, but you ignore all the filth in the middle of it. I think that's really interesting. This is what we were talking about previously in the show. And it's, it's the historical reference points to where we are today and how we've seen a normalization of things over time. So as you were doing in the previous hour is you were taking people back to a historical period. We were talking about that. So what would be the accountability, morality, and the this place and the way in which we lived back in the 40s or even in the 1800s? And I think the question we have to ask, which I think is extremely important, is why is it so difficult to go back there as a baseline? Okay, and I really mean this because we're at a point right now where we're getting an enormous amount of resistance in our culture because... I, it's, and my argument is always we become a me culture. So I want, I shall have, I shall be fulfilled. And that's ultimately of the flesh. And when we're living in a place where we're living for higher than us and living in the Holy Spirit, it is a place where all of our structural values, relationships to everything changes. So, and I just, I'm going to capstone this and pass it and we'll all kind of go through it. But, um, if you take just a relationship with material things, and I'm going to take the incident that happened when I did the ARC encounter the other day. And, and I'm and, and the reason I bring this up is because Michelle was on the phone with me, and it's instinctive to what I said. Okay, and I'm, I'm not bragging. I'm just like, this is how I, this is where I am. Okay. So the woman says, I like your Jeep. And before I can even think, I say, it's not my Jeep. It's God's Jeep. He just allows me to drive it. Okay. That's a whole different relationship in our life in terms of ownership and stewardship. And that sort of pivot when we start getting into, and I, and I, we could take this down every rabbit hole and we're going to end up at the same thing. And especially when, since we're dealing with a sexualized, hyper-materialized culture, we're going to get to a place where we're always coming back to the same thing, the corruption of the mind. And I argue anymore that the corruption of the mind through sexuality is the first is really the apple that we're being consumed, we're consuming and destroying the innocence yeah. of our, of our life. Yeah. So imagine, and I don't want to even do this, that, you know, Corey, Terry's children are, um, in the kingdom and they have such an innocence. And there's a lot of you out there, you know, Matt's told his testimony to where they knew evil way too early. And they were pulled out of the cleanliness that's in the kingdom. And, and when you can make the connection, and a lot of us, when we watch The Sound of Freedom, we could make the connection between pornography and sex trafficking. And I'm going to ask you guys to go with me one more step to make the connection between pornography and birth control and sex trafficking. Let's do it, Leah. Go. And so when you're 
when you've opened up your your mind and your body to do what is unnatural, what is unholy, what is outside the realm of what God has intended for a marriage, and we can see the fruit of that, the next ball to drop first was just historically the first one was pornography. We're getting, we'll let them look at pornography. That's what we're going to do. We're going to let them look at pornography. And then how about birth control? Because you need birth control. If you're looking at pornography, you might get some people pregnant, <laughs> right? Out of wedlock. So we got to get that birth control going. And then you got abortion. And then you got kids cutting their genitals off. And and you guys yeah, know. Gen- I'm going to back up one. Yeah. You've got vasectomies mainstreamed. Yes. Oh, okay. Because it becomes normal. Yeah. In that sort of genital mutilation is genital mutilation and that is some that is a word the lord gave me about about my my brothers that um this is these are not conversations that we should have to have but you know paul did paul was very blunt i mean if you read in the new testament such as some of you were homosexuals lovers of yourselves rather than lovers of god you know it goes on and on on pretty some pretty gruesome stuff i mean we're talking about rome we're talking about greek pedastry was a really open thing it's on um i I, on my Greek, on my um, on my U- UK show, the UK actually put in their museum last year a piece of, I believe it was either Roman or Greek pottery that had a a large male sodomizing a small child, hmm. and that was historic art. So they put it in a museum, and it's child pornography and it's child rape, and so that was the the world that Christianity burst into. And when the power of God comes in, all of that goes boom, 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 comes off. And that's why I read the Diachi from 70 AD, which talked about um, birth control and and abortion and, and sexuality. And there's nothing in the Old or New Testament that would tell you to not have children. It's all about to have children. So where did we get this idea from? It's satanic, it's demonic, and it's leading to, if you can go with me and find how even this this birth control and the vasectomies and all these things are leading to the consumption of one another for lust, and lust is never satisfied. That's really good. Yep. And so if you're lusting, you think it's just a little lust in your marriage, but it's a beast that you've unleashed. Good. And the next thing you're doing is you're doing different homosexual things. And the next thing you do, you're watching things. And the next thing you do, maybe you're doing some swinging. And next thing you know, your kids, there's a demonic force and your kids are looking at things. And and and, and the technology in this world can be to blame for, for some part of it. But pedastry was a big thing during Greek and Rome. Like it's a satanic thing. It, it doesn't even need to be technology. It's a spirit, okay? Right. And it's the spirit of destroying the child and the child's mind. And, and what God has laid on your heart and God, God's laid on our heart and all of Bart's nation is right now in this hour is save the children. Right. And what will you give up? What parts of your flesh will you allow Christ to crucify to save children and to save them from being mutilated and to save them from being attacked? And all I can see, and we were talking about this today, when you're when when that particular pedophile was dropping off this this pornography, and this is if you didn't see that here the previous hour and this morning, this is the testimony I gave from when I was young, like ten years mm-hmm. old, 
and there was a pedophile working for the county water department mm-hmm. that was regularly dropping off pornography behind the pump house mm-hmm. for the kids. And then when there was this whole note exchange thing and other stuff, and, and, and he ended up molesting the kid just down the street from me. All I can see when you tell me that story, and we saw a vision of this too, is that it affected this this effect on your mind and on these other boys' minds. All I can see is this demon right there going after the kids that have God's mark on them. So I, I, if I may, because yeah. I think this is super important. What we fail to see is a world of the spirit. Because yeah. we try to define everything in the word, world of the physical. Mm-hmm. What I, the great thing about deliverance is you come face to face many times with mm-hmm. the mode of being a demon and it is, yeah. it manifests. So you, there is no question it's there. Yeah. The problem we have on a standard daily basis, which was not a problem in Paul's time, was not mm-hmm. a problem in Jesus' time, is that the, the demonic and the spiritual elm, elements of life were real to them yeah yeah and today when you yeah see, that's right? really true i was like i'm like oh yeah that's where you're going with that yeah i get that right so where we end up with is this we start talking about demonic and people are like oh that's one of those and just like oh that's that pentecostal thing no, no. it's not so i just want to point this out and it's really important here go ahead yeah even worldly unsaved people in the new testament i mean they were talking about that stuff all the time that's fantastic yes indeed so i mean look, look at i mean so just to the because Pentecostal, so it always mm-hmm. seems to get the cut, right? And it's, it's not what's happening here. I mean, you have Church of Glad Tidings is a church. I mean, because it's under Pastor Dave Bryant, who is anything but Pentecostal, and yet speaks in tongues and does the whole thing, because what was his commission when he started that church? We shall do what Jesus did. That yeah. was his sole commission, walk like Jesus. I'm under the same commission, okay? And so, I mean, I... These are important things because when we understand this, you arrive, I mean, Jesus talks about the, he casts out the demons that go into the pigs and the pigs run down to the water and drown, right? I mean, why is it, and it's just puzzling to me in, in, the, in the church sense, why is it that it existed then and it suddenly doesn't exist now, right? Because the church is so overrun with silent demons that control every aspect of our daily lives that if we start to do deliverance we will they will lose control over the little areas so we can't talk about the devil because he's living inside of us do you want to say anything well and most of the church doesn't have a true relationship with god themselves because they think well i said a prayer one time Oh, you so know, good. I didn't have any sort of supernatural experience with God or anything. So it just makes the gospel of none effect. Oh, yes, I love this. Because so that it's is like so you true. can you can have the world and everything in the world, but you just check that little box that says, yeah, I want to go to heaven when I die. Just got to, you know, make sure I'm okay. And see, I love this. And that is it. I mean, it's, it's what I call the dead stone walls in the skinny jean pulpit because there's no, there's no, and other things but that's, it's all fluff it's all fluff and there's no life mm-hmm. in the holy spirit there and leah your own testimony and on sunday was just beautiful right and that is that was your testimony of truly being you were truly moved 
by an experience in the Holy Spirit. Going to church on Sunday morning. I love going to church. I want to go. I want to worship with my brothers and sisters. I want to hear something that's going to be pertinent to a situation in my life or in the world. And then fellowship. And that's what we did. And I and I hadn't been in church service since 2004 mm-hmm. on Sunday mornings. That's Except right. for I did go to, we did go to Brian's church one time, didn't we? We did. Okay. Yes. I stand corrected. There was one church service in between. But yeah, that was, and it, it was with people who really wanted to take on what really matters in this world. And what really matters in this world right now is the children and getting them free from the sexual perversion, this pornography, and this this sexual abuse. And um, we were talking about this with Scott and Matt. I don't know if you would like to say about the one time that you you had Playboy in your house, and there was one time when you and your friends like put a fire in a barrel. What did you do? You remember doing that? Yeah, well, you took it and burned it in the backyard. Do you remember how old you were? Oh, uh, I can't remember. Were Maybe you allowed like, to use fire? Well, I mean, not in the city, no. <laughs> <laughs> not that's not normal, no. So, what made you do it? Oh, it just felt right to get rid of it, you know. Yeah, but it wasn't Matt's. It wasn't Matt's. It was your dad's, right? Yeah. You just stole it, burned it. Yep. <laughs> and that's what should be done with it, by this the way, awesome. stealing it and burning it. Unfortunately, we have it forever on computers now. So burn but, your computer. Yeah. John yeah. Allen would agree. And yeah, obviously, if the children aren't born to begin with, then you have less people spreading the gospel. So, wow. I mean, oh, dude. That's the most. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just want to capstone that. When we you can end the whole show on that sentence right there. This was literally mic drop. I mean, okay, so I just want to walk through the whole thing. We talk eugenics. We talk about all of these things. And Matt just puts it out of the park, grand slam, bases loaded, last thir- last five seconds of the game, and we win. Okay? But actually, it does grand slam with about 20 minutes left in the game, and there's no reason to continue because the game is over. So that. Uh, what, what, what you just said there is one of the most obvious and fundamental motives of everything. Less people on the planet less children in play reduce the capacity for the primary commission which jesus gave us spread the gospel of jesus christ brilliant brilliant agreed yeah no matt when you were when you were growing up i don't know if you want to mention anything that that maybe might help other people in the situation you know scott was affected by images or or things that kind of set him off is there anything that you that set you off that you can say, this is, was it your dad's playboy? Was it your uncle? You had kind of a family history of kind of a little bit of deviancy. Well, I'd say that, you know, you don't want to come across as legalistic or something, but it come, it starts way before the whole sexualization of society. It's sort of like each generation has been rebelling in one way or another against the previous generations. So it's like in World War II, you have these warriors and they're fighting battles. And then it's like, okay, why are we putting like pornography on the side of the airplanes and stuff? I think that's a good point. Keep going. And it's just sort of in the past, people were on a farm, they're raising crops and animals. And you think, well, obviously you need another horse because, you know, when your first one dies, how are you going to get around? And we got to the point where we're not just living the basic life we're filling up with the content of the world and your grandfather with radio and television and it's just all encompassing because it's 
our life. I mean, people turn on the phone the second they roll out of bed before they pray, before they think, well, I'm dehydrated from sleeping. I need some water. I mean, they're already on the TV and you watch like some sort of morning news show, but it's from a worldly standpoint. And it's just little subtle, small things in the commercials that are really sensual. And they think, make you think, well, I really need to make a ton of money and I need to get into the rat race because I need all this stuff. And they kind of paint the picture that, well, if you buy their who knows what, then you're going to get the man or you're going to get the woman or something. They're selling this lifestyle of not being just contented in Jesus Christ, where you're just kind of, your life is just kind of an overflow to others because you're so full of God yourself. Okay, so let me see if I can pull up. I, I had this to start the show earlier, and I think it's appropriate. And this is Matthew um, 12, 48 to 50. So this is, but Jesus answered the one who is telling him and said, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, behold, my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father is who is in heaven he is my brother and sister and mother. It's it's redefining the whole concept of the of the family and the kingdom on earth. But as to what you just said, is we don't live with Jesus at the center. So even from the beginning, the phone rings in the morning. Text, it means you get up, you start texting, you start doing Telegram, you start doing Facebook, you start doing whatever you're doing, and you don't take the time and pause to put Jesus in the center. And then it begins the cascade of literally wandering wandering in this desert of this fallen world without the anchor and without the armor of Jesus. Matt, when we were first talking, you had decided you were going to have two kids and that that was it. What was it that changed your mind on family and saying that, you know, I think God wants, I think God wants people to have kids. Like what was it that, what was that catalyst? I think a lot of times people just kind of respond to how they've been taught in society and that's just kind of the norm and they haven't really, they're just kind of, in some sort of spiritual delusion or, or la-la land where they haven't really woken up to really even consider it, you know, even ask much less at pray and ask God about it. Yeah. So what, what did God show you about having kids? Well, obviously then, you know, you have more children, they can spread the gospel and then, you know, different people have different callings and, you know, you think about like, animals or whatever they're not out you know giving each other vasectomies and vasectomies and all this stuff they're not spaying and neutering each other see i just love this i mean this is like it's like you know, down home you're, you're getting down home like logic right i mean like hey um I, I, what's wrong with your bull well he went out and he went with the cows and they cut his nuts off i mean I'm, it's just like that doesn't happen it doesn't happen yeah. and yet in nature, in, right, na in nature, in, but man, I, man steps in. Yeah, the right. deer, the deer aren't saying, "Well, we got that one old guy in the neighborhood that's hanging up the corn, the corn feeder, or whatever." And you know, if we have more deer coming to the world, then there's less corn for us, or something like that. I, I just I, there's just some real basic things that we miss once we separate from the land. Yes. Okay, and and that whole point is so true. And back to your point. When we get to Margaret Sanger and we get to eugenics and we get to all of these things, which ultimately is depopulation, at the core of everything is less people, like you said, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Pretty amazing when you think about it, fundamentally.
So if you guys have been in a position where you have been, your innocence has been stolen from you, the Lord has spoken to me, and I don't know how accurate this is. I think it's got to be pretty accurate. And there's probably about 2 million young men who have had their innocence stolen and have had their, the, the, here's the thing, children don't have sexuality. Let's just, let's just play that out there. Alfred Kinsey said that children were sexual. You go through a change, it's called pu puberty, and you, then you become a sexual being. And even then, you're not, you're not quite developed yet until you're in adulthood. So if you were sexualized as a child, what happens is when you sexualize children, they can't process it. They don't know what to do with that information. And they will, they will start to try to act out and, 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 and try to process what they're seeing, especially if you're showing children this, these adult pornography, pornography images. Um, I have heard, especially recently from a lot of people who are saying, I did something to my sibling. I did something to my cousin. It's usually um, a younger sibling or a sister. And we have an entire pandemic. You want to talk about a pandemic, Scott? We have a pandemic of young men who have hurt their younger brothers and sisters. And they, you know, you have a, you put a couple on the Dr. Phil show and Dr. Phil does his little stupid psychiatry thing. And um, what I don't think anybody has, has really seen is that if it's an, if it's a pandemic, I don't even know what's the if what's the difference between an epidemic and a pandemic? Is one greater than the other? Yeah, pandemic's greater. Okay, so we have a pandemic. We have a pandemic and we have to find a way to and I was asking the Lord, I said, You have all these um we were just on the phone trying to cast out a demon and some guy who's like, I think there was some pedophilia in my life when I was like in third grade and it was homosexual with my cousin and blah blah blah. Um, and I think honestly that that was just a distraction to just get us to kind of to make fun of almost what we're going to do tonight, Satan, because there's nothing more damaging, I think, in a child. It's one thing when something is done to you and it's quite awful, but it's a whole nother ball game when that's something done to you and you're a good kid has you act out in a way that you then feel guilty for something you've done. And the guilt and shame that I would say a couple million young men, especially, and women, girls too, I've actually, my my best friend in, in college was molested by two female babysitters, which is really weird. I couldn't figure, understand. I couldn't really understand that one, how that worked. Um, but when when you're actually good and, and, and the devil comes and he, you've got a mark on your life because you know Jesus now. Let me explain something. If you know Jesus now, you have a mark on your life and the devil wants to attack you. And he always goes after the good ones, the ones who will, will, will make a mark in the kingdom. And what he does is he tries to make them impotent in their walk with God and in their walk with life in life and keep you bound with that for the rest of your life so that you cannot become the warrior in Christ. And this was the word the Lord gave me to all of you young men, and I'm speaking to a very specific group of people, and you know who you are. The Lord says you need to start, it, it is, you need to forgive yourself and you need to project, get the projection. This is your, this is a projector 
and it's a false image on your mind, on you, and you need to put it back on those who did this to you. And that's why we went to Margaret Sanger. And that's why we went to Alfred Kinsey. And that's why we went to all these people who started pornography in the first place, because the end of it was to make it normal. And you rebelled. If you feel a guilt against that, if you feel a revulsion against that, you rebelled against what Alfred Kinsey was trying to do, which was make it normal. Alfred Kinsey and these people wanted you to feel like it was normal and you rebelled. There were those, there are those young men who actually went down that path and they're like, it's normal, it's normal, it's normal. And they're still in this, they're still in a mindset as adults. That was normal, that was normal. But there are those of you who have a revulsion to it and it's not, and you know it's not normal and you don't know how to get rid of it and you don't know how to let it go. And this is how you let it go. You are a warrior man of Christ. You are a protector and you go back to that memory and you take Jesus and you go back with Jesus and you take yourself in hand and you go back to that moment and you say to that sibling, uh, you say, I am going to stand guard between you and the demon trying to make me do something to you because I am your projector. I am your protector and we are going to get on our face before God. We're going to read the word. I'm going to protect you. I'm, I'm going to do that. And you can heal these memories. We are going to heal these memories. And that is why that demon tried to come in and make a stink about this because we are setting these young men free and they're young men and they're stuck in their brains tonight because you're stuck in that part of your brain that said, I did something, but you did not do it. It was a demonic attack on your mind. And yes, as a child, you can be demonically possessed and, and a demon can make you do something. Because at this moment, you are choosing not to. After that moment, many of you have chosen not to. Many of you actually tried, thought about killing the person that introduced you to pornography because you recognized that it made you be what they did to you. And you said, no more. That is not me. I'm not like this. That is not who I am. And you've got to allow the Holy Spirit to make you the warrior because we need you. And you got a word at the ark and, and it didn't make sense. And you said, one man, two women. And we got the word in this fight for every one man, there's two women in this fight. And we need you men back in the fight and you're stuck. You're either looking at the pornography, you're stuck in guilt because you looked at the pornography, you're stuck in all these sexual sins. And Matt had the answer, get on a farm recognize that when you are breeding animals, that that is what that act is for, okay? That God created this for a purpose. And when you recognize your purpose and your creation, this is how we go and get the transgenders free. This is how we go and get these kids free. And we say, because there's a bunch of child molestation, kid on kid, brother on brother, sister on sister. There's so much going on today. And you adults have no idea what these kids are doing to each other right now. You've got in Germany, Scott, you've got uh, preschools that are setting up little areas for children to play doctor with one another, to experiment on each other's bodies. Can you imagine the trauma that those children are going to have to undo? I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. That is not going to happen on our watch. And as long as we are just going on our ways, and I'm telling you, if you release the Holy Spirit in your life to say, I am going to embrace life in my life. I'm going to embrace the fertility of my wife. I'm going to embrace the, 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 the life that is in my husband. And we are going to allow God to bring children into this marriage. And I'm going to embrace the fact that we are going to have kingdom kids and we are going to stop this evil. 
but through the Cantrell kids, nurturing an, an atmosphere of Holy Ghost, because that's how we deliver this nation of sex trafficked kids. Because we have a lot of sex trafficked kids, and they start and they get into their brain. And if you've ever talked to somebody who's had to deal with sex trafficked kids, they have to put them in their own room. Why do they have to put their own room? Because they might go do something to another child. Okay. You guys are, you guys think that, and I, it's wonderful that you want to open up your home to sex trafficked kids, but you need to understand deliverance. You need to understand walking these children through um, that it wasn't their fault. You need to bring them to a place of, of understanding what sexuality is. And it's for, and for procreation for children between a man and a woman. And when you do this, and when we do this by the power of God, we can, we can rid ourselves of these demons that have been conjured up and thrown at a generation of what I would say mostly, right now it's young men, but the, the, but the girls are the ones that usually are being perpetrated against. So there's a healing that has to happen and there's healings and the focus is on right now, the children. And if you've done something as a child, just tonight, God wants you to lay it down and God wants you to forgive yourself. Because as Rhonda Miller said to Jason when he was, you know, confessing being stuck with pornography, it was not you. It was done if it's, as a child, as a child, as a child, you're not sexual, you guys. You didn't do this. You couldn't have done it. Because you're a child. You were, you're a, it was a marionette and you were a puppet. And you parents who, who had children who did this to another sibling, you need to understand that God needs you to be filled with the Holy Spirit so you can have discernment. So you can recognize how this got in. Was it the internet? Was it a friend? Was it pornography? There's, there's these open doors and we have to close these open doors. And we are going to close it. And there's just, tonight is, a, is, it, is your night to free to get free from the guilt and the shame. And that's why it's this night time. You know, you get a little bit more emotional at night. You get a little bit more ready for deliverance at nighttime. And I know that you guys are ready for this, this pain and the shame to, to go away. And we're going to walk you through the positive confessions. You want to go, go to Donica.org. Donica has a really cool pamphlet to help you do self-deliverance. Spell it. D O N. I-C-A, Donica.org. And it'll come up with a cool little bard's emblem. And she's got a she's got a uh her PDF book on there and she's got four sessions. And if you are if the if I'm talking to you, go and do her deliverance. At least you can do that right now while you're waiting for the Isaiah 61 deliverance session to happen. Yeah, Isaiah 61 is gonna be in Glad Tidings Church, Church of Glad Tidings, Yuba City, California, starting on the 9th of October, running through the 13th of October. Highly recommend you go there if you can, but if not, it is live streamed. Mm. So I'll put this out here for all Bards Nation. It is really a necessary item to do. Mm -hmm. Being that we can't officially say it's required, I can say unofficially it's required. Yeah. So we'll do it that way. And that way everyone needs to get it under their belt because it really does help you understand what we're trying to do in deliverance and what some of the tools are. And that should get you going pretty well. Yeah. There's a, I think that, I'm not sure exactly sure when we started, but I'd actually like just to go into prayer. Let's do it. We started about an hour ago. So Father God, I just come before you right now. I ask you to bring us into your presence. 
and help us to lay down guilt and shame. Give us the vision to see the darkness all around us and the darkness that has consumed this generation. And wake up the warrior heart that says, I am a protector, I am a provider. And go back in your mind right now. If you have victimized someone, and you can do this as an adult if you've hurt other people, and you go with Jesus and you say, I'm actually here to protect you. I'm going to protect you. I'm, I'm going to make sure that you're okay. This is in the spirit. Me and Jesus, we're going to make sure that you're okay in the spirit. We're going to go back to those memories. Me and Jesus, we're going to make sure that you're okay. You look at that, that demon that's trying to pull you in and you see it. Because if you can see it, as I was talking to a young friend of mine who was getting pulled into pornography, I said, if you could see a demon standing in front of you holding, holding pornography out to you, would you take it? She said, no, I wouldn't take it if I could see it. Well, ask the Holy Spirit to give you discernment so that you can see it. And then ask him to give you the tools to obliterate it. And so right now in the name of Jesus, we obliterate the, the demonic force that drew in anybody listening right now that got drawn into pornography, into homosexuality, into bestiality, into stripping, into prostitution. You know what Jesus is saying tonight? I'm calling in the misfits. I'm calling in the rejects. I'm calling in those who have felt like they were just sexual deviants and that maybe you're free from that action right now, but you can't get free from the, from the, from the condemnation that you keep feeling. You need to write all the lies that the devil's telling you on one side and then write the truth on the other. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. If you are in addiction right now, that may take some time to work through and to get free. And, and Scott has made himself available to these calls. Glad tidings, glad tidings will make themselves available to those calls. John and Stacy have made themselves available to the calls for those of you who are, who are currently dealing with pornography. But right now I wanna to talk to those of you who, who, who are stuck in your childhood because of guilt and shame and you're stuck there right now and, 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 and maybe you're dealing with some stuff right now but really you're stuck in your childhood. The Lord says this, come out from amongst them and be separate. You are separate. You were once of that world but you are not of that world. And, and, and you were able to taste and see the darkness of that world and now go rescue people out of it. Whatever it was that you've done, go hard after it. Explain to others the damage that it causes. Find out the root cause. Why did I do this? Who did I do this to? I didn't do this. And you have to say, I did not do this. I was a child. I was a child. I did not do this. I did not do this. The devil did this through me. And I renounce his hold on my heart and my mind and my body. And I'm free in Jesus' name. And who the Son has set free is free indeed. The pleasure that you thought you derived from that moment was not you. Your body reacted in a way that you had no control over, and it was not your choice. I want you to repeat after me. I did not have control over my body as a child. I did not, not have, have control, control over, over my, my body, body as, as a child. child. 
I did not do this. I did not, not do, do this. this. Evil people did this through me. Evil, Evil people, people did, did this, this through me. I submit my body as a temple to the Holy Spirit. I submit, I submit my, my body, body to the temple to the Holy Spirit. Spirit. And I forgive myself. And I forgive, forgive myself. myself. Holy Spirit, show me how to make it right. Holy Spirit, Spirit show, show me, me how, how to make, make it right. right. And heal that which was broken through me. And heal you know, that which, which was which is broken, broken through me. me. And help me to go hard to rescue others. And help, help me, me to go, go hard to rescue, rescue others. And now you're in the club. And now you have a responsibility. And your responsibility is to tell your story and your testimony to the, to the best of your ability without harming other people with your testimony. And when I mean testimony, tell others how Jesus let you get, how Jesus set you free. I'm not saying tell everybody all the dark things you've done. Don't do that. What that's, I'm yeah, saying. It's actually counterproductive. What I'm saying is to tell others how Jesus set you free. Leah, can I jump in here real quick? Yes. Okay, so this is really important what Leah just said. When you're going through a process of deliverance, especially with something that's a burdensome scar, especially when you're getting into pornography and other consequential issues that come from it, there's a guilt that settles in. And what Leah's working you through right now is how to break that guilt. You have to re have to appreciate the fact that, and this is why I'm telling you this like fresh out of this one today, or I guess now yesterday. But my point is, we worked on this all morning on that baggage that I've been carrying for a long time. And the trip for me and why that baggage was there is because I could not forgive myself. And at the core of most deliverance is that key thing, is forgiving ourselves. When you're dealing with many of these issues, when we're specifically dealing with pornography and the consequences of it, the guilt is not yours. Mm. And the reason for that is you are not the perpetrator of the, of the pornography. You're the consumer. Now, as an adult, you're doing this, I might have a different discussion. You're, you're, you're of sane mind and you're gonna have the right of discernment and you have the right of free will. But as a child, these faculties aren't as well developed. In fact, depending on the age, they don't exist at all. They don't exist at all in a lot of them, yeah. So it's important to appreciate that we have to understand that there's a, there's a factor outside of us. And that's not even getting into the spirit because in the demonic realm, Mm -hmm. There's literally, if you were to look at it, you'd have a bunch of little uh, uh, demonic parasites running around. Yes, trying yes, to put yes. Pornography in your pocket, if right? They could. Right, right, right. So mm -hmm. understand the, where the problem's coming from. If it's a pedophile, and he's in your neighborhood and he's dropping pornography on the ground, the person who's causing that problem isn't the isn't the child who picks up the pornography and takes it home. That's curiosity. Yeah. And there's a lot of other layers to that, but you have it's, to go back to the root. There's, a, there's child curiosity there. Yeah. And um, we saw something with the pedophile that had left those magazines there. I saw when we asked for God's judgment that the adult of that person poofed and was gone. And I saw a little boy curled up like this. And you had said that his dad probably had harmed him. Yes. And so... I feel like it is helpful if we can figure it out to figure out the root of something and to go from um, what happened with this little boy that turned into a pedophile man to where it originated. And I was talking to um, 
I hope um, Ryan um, lets me say this. I was talking to Ryan tonight and he was saying that his, his dad spoke horrible things over him and he named them. And we, we went through to try to, 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 to say what God would say about you. And then I asked him, I said, because I asked him first, did you have a good dad? Yeah. And then he said, um, no, I didn't. But then I asked him, I said, what about his dad? And he said that his grandma always apologized for this, the son and what the son did because what happened. And, he, and she said, he came back different from Vietnam. So we could identify that he probably brought back some demonic forces and seen things and he saw things from Vietnam. And so we can, we can begin to forgive that person because it, that's where it originated. It didn't go back any farther. And so we, we need to identify where it came from, especially in a family. If you've got a family of child molesters um, originating where it is. I had a friend whose uh, um, grandfather molested um, the son and then the son molested her and um, totally finishing off that that bloodline of, of going through all those things. And so tonight we're going to finish up because we got some people who are very tired tonight. Huh, and I wonder why. I wonder why, because we've been doing a lot of this. This is a process that we're working through tonight. And Matt, do you have anything else you wanted to say before we sign off? No. Do you want to say a prayer? Yeah. For these, yeah, these victims and these people who are feeling kind of guilty tonight. Dear Lord, we just thank you for just uh, all that you do here on this earth and how you're moving and how you're drawing people into yourself and you're just setting us free from all these things, all these entrapments that have been laid before your people here, your creation. And we just thank you for giving them your spirit so that they can have that proper wisdom, discernment as to what you want them to turn from and avoid. And just, we just thank you for that freedom and that deliverance so that they can just wake up every day, just excited to serve you live mm-hmm. for you Amen. they can just be filled to the full with you and we just thank you for just enabling them to just be that overflow to the world around them to be that positive encouraging righteous witness to the world to show them the right way in a world that's very loud and confusing and there's so many other voices just trying to overcome us and are just trying to capture our attention at all times. We just thank you for that still small voice and just your complete deliverance from anything demonic that might be attacking their lives. And just, we just thank you for, even if they're just alone by themselves, that a lot of people in the Bible and in the Old Testament I thank you that you can give them that Damascus Road experience yes, of just complete deliverance and that if they call upon you and just ask for you to truly come into their life and yes, to Lord. supernaturally transform them by the power of your spirit, that if they call upon the Lord to cast out the darkness, that all demons or demonic influence has to flee by your power and authority. And thank you for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It's awesome. Thank you.
Patriots, we're going to wrap it up tonight. Um, I'm literally have dozed five times and put my head directly in the middle of my mic. <laughs> and, and, and if it hadn't been for Michelle, I probably would have crashed face first into the table. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating. We've been going um, for almost two weeks now. Um, we're coming up on at least solid 10 days of working every night until about two in the morning. We're doing ministry and deliverance. It's going to continue. We're super excited about it. Um, and that's just the calling. And so, Leah, thank you very much tonight. It was a really nice lay down and really good. Let's end it with a positive testimony on Bards Fest. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, Bards Fest was amazing. Hard to put into uh, succinct words, deep, strong bonds of God all around. The fellowship and feeling of community is unparalleled, except for our Thursday group in Plymouth. That's what they're saying when we went to Plymouth. Um, but there's a common denominator here, Jesus and true, real Jesus lovers. But for a bunch of essentially strangers, that was unexpected. Scott and the chicks are wonderful and genuine people, and the people they brought together were exceptional. An experience I wish I could have had with all of my people. The weather was courtesy of God because it was the most spectacular, perfect weather for an event like this. Not to mention camping I've ever experienced every day, every minute. The weather was perfection. Outstanding. Nice. Thank you. What a great testimony. It was amazing. And so, you know, I just, I want to capstone this with this. You, we had a, an experience that was, it was the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and it was truly powerful and it pulled and it was what I'm very proud to say. It was as if walking with Jesus. Yeah. It was there and it was, it's what we accomplished. It's what people brought together. We're happy. And uh, I hope you all had a great time there. If you didn't watch it on Bart's watch it online you'll you'll get the same power from it all right patriots i will see you in the morning for bended knee mm. and leah are you going to join me tomorrow what time nine oh i don't know if i can i got a visit okay yeah, i'll be there okay all right so, one of us will be all right so one of either we did michelle today can, yeah i can try to work it out we can switch all right sounds good we're all our shows this week are together. We're having a blast. I'm going to head, we're going to close this out, we'll run a little bit of music, then I got to get over to the Airbnb and get some sleep. We haven't even sleep. had a steak to go. Oh, wait. Are we doing steaks? You got to eat something. Oh, then we're doing steaks late. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. We're doing Can you go fire up the grill, Michelle? All right. We're literally going to do steaks at 1 a.m. How's that? That's totally cool. We're carnivore. I told mom. We're carnivore, like, baby. What are you eating? Well, we eat, we ate, what'd you eat for this morning? You oh, ate whole chicken. chicken. Oh, it was good. By the and, way, they, they, you have the best birds. Oh. The best chicken ever. Okay. It was okay. A, little, a little dry there. And yeah. then you had bacon and eggs for lunch. Yeah, that was awesome. And now just a steak because we just can do meat here. Yeah, you, oh, you it's can easier do meat. than sugar free, I think. So just go straight meat. Just go meat. Go carnivore. No milk. Go carnivore. That's that's was the word that was given me. No more milk on the podcast. Only meat. I like <laughs> cheese though. I like yogurt, ice cream. Yeah, it's all good. Matt, thank you very much. Thanks, Matt. For everything, Matt's Matt's a really deep Bible scholar, and we really just have uh, the babies. You gotta have more evangelists. Yeah, we need more evangelists. Yeah. <laughs> We, we, need, we just need a whole mix. More whole, cantrails. More cantrails. If you didn't hear the news, I'm going to tell you again, Paul Cantrell and his merry band of, of Holy Ghost rollers, um, they've just added a new one to their little mix. Malachi uh, King is his name. What is it? it will be. Malachi, Malachi King. Malachi King. Malachi King is the new baby's name. That's King. totally cool. Can you do that? Malachi King. Paul Cantrell can. <laughs> And that's bold, but then whatever, that's good. Whatever, Paul. Hey, Paul, if you're out there, thanks. 
So that's really good. All right, Patriots. We had a great evening here tonight. Thank you all. Um, it's a nice change of pace. Love working with you guys. All right. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. Until then or until the next time. Out for now. <laughs> there you go. God bless. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest Oh, I want to feel something. Let me get back in my body. Close to me, look how it is.